more of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. Five minutes after five here on High Tide. The enclosed water report for today. West Westerly below 10 knots increasing 15 to 25 in the morning. Tending west southwesterly 20 to 30 knots late in the evening. A 90% chance of a shower but we do have storm force warnings available for Batesman, the Batemans Coast, Eden Coast, gale warnings for the Illawarra Coast and strong wind warnings basically all the way from uh, Sydney uh, or from the Illawarra up uh, up the New South Wales coast. So an ugly day, but that doesn't quite tell the story, does it, Mr Blake? No, it doesn't. I knew stay out of it. <laughs> stay out of it. <laughs> That's the best way. And I know, I know somebody won't be going uh, fishing for a couple of days, I don't think. Laurie McAnally, good morning. Blake. Good morning. Uh, who else we got there? Grant. No, Kieran? No, no, no. He's been under the weather today. All right. We've got our, our usual MC. Yes. Yes. Good morning, everyone. And uh, <laughs> speaking of shark biscuits. <laughs> shark biscuits. <laughs> I heard you talking about. Don't worry about getting the shark attacks are so rare. You know, it's, it's really yeah. unfortunate if you're the one that gets attacked, though. That's the only thing. It's a matter of bad luck, really, isn't it? Because they don't, they don't target us. They, you, you can see them swimming around surfers all well, the time. On a surfboard from underneath you just look like a seal. That's it. You know, and with some of the surfboard riders, I feel like I should throw them a pilchard. You know, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Kieran wants to throw them to bike riders. <laughs> no, Kieran's not fond of bike riders. He's got a real little bee in his bonnet. Bur yeah. under his saddle about bike riders. Yes. <laughs> You'd like them to pay Rego. That's it. And I have a license. They get me around town when they ride double. This thing, oh, no, I've got the right to ride double. And I'm, mm-hmm. you know, block half a lane and mm-hmm. they force you to go around them. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, let's, we're, we're here to talk fishing. Yes. So, um, and Grant's going to buy fishing gear, is he? Yes. yes. He buy, wants... buy better fishing gear than your bought outboards, Grant. <laughs> Good point. Now he's going to buy some Shimano. Get some advice. He got the advice That's, on the outboard. Yeah, well, I, I didn't listen. Give you the advice on the outboard. I only buy two brands, and you've got them, Blakey. That's it. All I worry about. Yeah. And my, I will tell you though, mine is just a joy yeah. to use. My one forty is just a beaut, a beaut outboard. Yeah. Well, we've just fished the last two days. I'll get round to it in a minute. Uh, and with one person on board, with just Polish Pete and myself, we did a, a full morning, and we used 18 litres of juice. <laughs> yes. And then I used, I had the, I had Terry, who's 110 kilos, yesterday, and his mate Alan, Alan Fathers on board, and I used 21 kilos of juice to do it. 21 litres, yeah, that's pretty good, isn't it? I mean, just between, hang on, between three blokes, what's that, you know, 40, $42 or $44 yeah. or something, and a bit of bait and a bit of ice, and, you know, 20 bucks a head to go and have a beautiful day's fishing. Anyway, so we had lots of fishing this week. Five days, we've had good weather. Poor old Melinda Pavey, she's booked him. She was going to come fishing with me this Tuesday. And I'll, <laughs> I'll take her. Please I take her. I could have <laughs> her a worse day. <laughs> so I'll have to ring her. I'll ring her later this morning or before lunchtime or something and just tell her we'll make it later in the week. Yeah. The problem with Melinda is her, she's supposed to be retired, but her diary is that busy yeah. that she's still not retired. No. So, uh, 
But anyway, now a few lessons this week, and just for people who think, you know, we get on the show and yak, yak, yak and tell everyone how smart, you know, PJ or myself and others are. On Tuesday morning, I went out and fished along the wall, and the very first drop, I got an 83-centimetre mulloway. <laughs> Good. That I let go. Then I got a one-kilo mulloway, which I kept. I thought, oh, no, one-kilo flatty. Yeah. And I thought, oh, this is good. I'm, you know, nice fish. And then I released about five or six sort of legal but smaller ones. And right at the end, I got a two-kilo flatty that had swallowed the lure right down its throat. So he was bleeding pretty badly. So he went in the esky. Yeah. So I thought, oh, that's all right. Anyway, Wednesday morning, I wake up, and it's again calm. I thought, oh, I wasn't really going to go fishing. But I'll, I'll jump. The boat was out the front. I thought, yeah, just jump in, go. So I jumped the boat down the river. I did everything I did the day before. Didn't catch a fish? No bite. Did not get, no, 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 forget about not catching a fish. Didn't get a bite. Didn't get a follow. <laughs> Nothing. I was like, so police people, don't don't think we're all... When, we're just like every other fisherman. We, we, we're just... We're good at some... When the fish bite, we're really hot. But when the, if the fish decide to shut down, you get nothing. Yeah. So I worked out... We, we, the, what had happened is the water had fallen about three degrees temp. We got a bit of southerly current. And the water just dropped overnight and... Um, and those, they just wouldn't bite. Anyway, look, it's just fishing. Just please, everyone, if you have a bad day, that's part of the game. You know, just enjoy your sandwich and your cup of tea or whatever you've got with you and go and have some fish and chips for lunch. But it's just how it goes. It just it just doesn't always fall into your lap. Like, uh, it, we, we can make it sound easy on the radio, but it's, there's a bit more to it than that. It's like watching. It's like watching the YouTube videos. You, you see these people pull up fantastic fish and and everything, and, and it's all true. They're catching them, but they don't tell you how long the gap between. That's right. How long have been there? Well, for the last two days at sea, I've basically filled the esky both days. Filled okay. the fish box. It's a four, four foot long fish box, and it's been nearly full both days. Okay. So. I'm just saying, though, that, you know, even despite the fact that I'd caught the fish the day before and did the same thing with the same lures in the, sort of the same places, I, just some days they don't bite. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, so we went to sea on Friday with Polish Pete and we got uh, 14, what did we get, 14 snapper, a nice big Samson fish, nice big kingy, and some, you know, Maui, the usual stuff you get with it, Maui's and Trevally and, and whatnot. And then yesterday with... Uh, Alan and Terry, I, I got uh, seven, seven snapper, uh, seven, yeah, seven snapper, one nice one, uh, and the, well, the ones I caught with Polish Pete were at the top end of the of the table sort of size snapper, those uh, thirty eight to forty three centimetre ones, so sort of touching a kilo. They were lovely, and that's going to be my lunch today. Baked, I was going to do a baked lemon snapper. Oh, nice! With, with with veggies and some sauv blanc. And some sauv blanc to go with it. Uh, I don't. Well, I rarely drink. I'm, I'm I might. I you might. might. Okay, good. Julian, like that. I bought some. We bought some nice Seb Blanc back from from the uh, from McLaren Vale. So I might. I might just get tempted. Yeah. Seb, anyway, hang on. Seb Blanc uh, from McLaren uh, Vale. Yeah, and, and so at the end of yesterday, though, right at the finish, uh, Alan, who hadn't caught a real lot, because uh, he doesn't fish much, he's he's rod doubles over, and he's wearing sixty four meters of water, and he it's jumping around. I said, look, I think it's a really big pearl pearl. It's just. Just turn the handle and, and don't, because you had lost a couple of fish. And people don't realise, pearl perch got very soft mouths. And if you pump and wind them, you'll tear a big hole in the side of the mouth and they get off. And the minute you drop your rod when you pump and wind, they get off. Anyway, when it gets it to the top, it's about a three and a half, four kilo Maori, rat, a Maori cod. 
Yeah. Which, uh, well, that's double That's double the biggest one I've ever caught down here, even when I had the charter boat. Wow. They're usually about a kilo, a kilo and a half. This thing's touching four kilo, so, uh, or three and a half kilo. Anyway, the best, uh, we netted it, and I, and I thought, oh, how am I going to tell him he's the, I'm, I'm, I want it. <laughs> In the end, because Al's quite a cook. He'll cook it, we'll all come around and eat it. <laughs> oh, that would be an easy conversation. How well can you swim? <laughs> oh, oh, no, no, no. I take the view with the boat. I, I pay all the bills. Yeah. And, I, and, of course, as Alan knows, I bought the boat. They, <laughs> they just chuck in for bait and fuel. Yeah. And I thought, well, the usual, like, if you're on the boat and you catch a John, there's usually you only ever catch one John Dory. Well, I own that. <laughs> or if, if there's only one Pearl Perch, I own that. I don't care who catches it. If it's in, if it's in the icebox... And we're going to have a fish feed. I'll, I'll eat the best thing in the fish box. <laughs> his, anyway, mid, his middle name's Bly, Captain Bly. Absolutely crack a fish. But there are a few little lessons learned from yesterday. When, he, when you strike a fish and you're bottom fishing with you know, plum bobs and a bottom sinker, you, know, you never lose the rod higher than your shoulder when you strike. And you keep the rod up to take the weight of the fish to then wind. He was striking one, then he, oh, yeah, I've hooked the fish and then sort of dropping the rod down to the fishing yeah, position. spit it out. Yeah. And, of course, giving it three or four feet of slack and the hook would drop out because the plumb bob drops yeah. and just takes the hook. It's, it works like a hook out. It actually pulls the hook out of the fish's mouth. So, you've got, you know, there's a lot of, the, even bottom fishing, which is a basic art form, there's some tricks, you know. So uh, we might go, if we've got bad weather next weekend, we might go through a few of the bits. But, That's good so, but we had heaps and heaps of fish, so that was really... Really good. So, yeah, today I've got that and I've got a few pearl perch. I didn't keep a lot. I put some pearl perch fillets away and some uh, bits and pieces, but we're looking forward to eating our Maori cod at his place probably in a night or two. Our Maori cod. <laughs> yeah, no, it was absolutely a possession thing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've had a few people, you know, whether you're on a charter boat, it doesn't matter if they catch it as theirs, but when you're on my boat, that's different altogether. <laughs> Oh, dear. Uh, anyway, but uh, so so that was that. So, but the weather on the on the Friday, the current was running that hard from the south, we couldn't hold the bottom in sixty metres of water. Wow! Okay. We had to move in. Yeah, we had to move into thirty-four. Mm. We'll have we'll have to set you up with an electric troller so you can stay with that. Electric troller. Yeah, yeah electric trolling motor. No, nah, it wouldn't have mattered. It was the, the current was. You put a pound of lead on it, just floated. Okay. Yep. No, 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 the electric trolling motor, I've tossed up with that, and my wife just went, how much is that? I said, seven grand, and she said, can't you throw it again? Haven't you got an anchor? I said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that got boated down. I, even, I didn't even put the little thing on the front to put no. the electric motor on no. when, we bought, when we built the boat. Yeah. But I've, having seen it, how effective they are, I probably should have done it, but I, can, I am still capable of, of throwing an anchor in and mooring up. It's not a big issue. Oh, no, there was All just... people with electric motors. I've actually had a, a, a... There's actually been an incident here where a guy bumped into somebody at sea with his electric motor. Yeah. And as the guy who got bumped said to him, and I told him to say it, <laughs> he said, you're the, one under, you're the one making way, mate. I'm drifting. Yes. Mmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but actually, no, te- hang on. No, no, technically... Of his boat. No, the tec- one making way. no, technically you're both making way because if you're not anchored, you're underway. No, no, the boat was the other boat was on anchor. Okay, that's and right. The boat yeah. on the electric motor hit him. Okay, if he's on anchor, that's different. But yeah, yeah and he if just he's... said, "Mate, I'm water. I'm here. I'm stationary. <laughs> 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 You've hit me." He said, no, no, no. He 
said, mate, I'm on the anchor. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't hit you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was just one of the, well, we'll tell you some of the guys on the, on the electric motors do work very close to people. Yes. Which they need to, there's a little distance in your mind where you don't want another boat. Social distance. Well, you normally don't want to be within sinker range, do you? No, I don't. Well, I don't react to it. It doesn't bother me. I'm, I'm happy to share. I'm, I my whole hang on, hang on. on. <laughs> <laughs> my whole fishing requirements for the day are enough fish to eat. That's it. If I get two or three fish, I'm perfectly happy. Something good, no, but something good to eat, you know, a snapper, pearl perch. <laughs> Tuffy, the best bad. ones on board. Hey? <laughs> the best ones on board. Laurie, hang on a sec. We'll take a break. And we'll do the report. Yeah. Okay, back to oh, it. You're willing to share. <laughs> Afternoons with Brent Bultitude. It struck me that uh, $3 billion is quite an amazing amount. Unfortunately, scams are, um, are on the increase because people are just getting smarter and smarter with scams. The ACCC chair, Katarina Lowe, said this was partly due to scammers using new technology to lure and deceive victims. We've seen alarming new tactics emerge, which makes scams incredibly difficult to detect. Afternoons with Brent Bultitude. Pick your favourite Kia. From the award-winning Kia Sportage to the street-cred-delivering Kia Seltos or Kia's most powerful car ever, the all-electric EV6 GT. Book a test drive today to find your chosen one. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop into your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires. If you like golf, you'll love Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club at Ludnam. Located just 45 minutes west of the Sydney CBD and 15 minutes from Parramatta and Penrith, Twin Creeks boasts an immaculate and challenging 18-hole par 72 championship layout. To book in for a game you'll really enjoy, go to the website twincreeksgolf.com.au or call the friendly, helpful staff at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club on 9670 8888. 9670 8888. Peters of Kensington's Bridal Registry Service has been the first choice for couples for nearly 40 years. Peters offers an Australian wide registry service, not just for weddings, but for any occasion. With their legendary customer service, years of experience, and huge range, finding that perfect gift for your big day couldn't be easier. Visit Peters of Kensington, 57 Anzac Parade, Kensington, or organise your registry online at petersofkensington.com.au. Why in the world would you shop anywhere else but Peters of Kensington? Whether you dream of winning a Commonwealth Games gold medal or three, like the Australian Jackaroos, or you're just searching for your next social competitive sport, that could make you a local legend. The skills you've honed over a lifetime of playing sport will make you a legend on the bowls green. And that green is just up the road. Bowls. Local legends wanted. Find a club near you. Visit bowls.com.au and click on Find a Club. Choices Flooring understands that we all have different needs for our homes. So, what's your lifestyle? Whether you're a busy family or need healthier solutions, love natural fibres and textures, or just want the ultimate in luxury, you'll find the right choice for your lifestyle at our What's Your Lifestyle sale. So go online and view all of our What's Your Lifestyle sale catalogues, packed full of savings, inspiration and chances to win. Choices Flooring, the floor you've been searching for. 2SM has Sydney talking. 
more of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. In Sydney today, heading for a top of 17, which doesn't sound too good. The next couple of days look like they are real and boat maintenance days. Hey, Laurie, I've got a cheap motor if you want to buy it. Yeah, I heard. I've got a really nice one. (laughs) It looks great. In Africa, deepest, darkest Africa, a few just before COVID, like whatever that was, three or four years ago. And there's this like Lake Nagorno, they, they do this hippo cruise, and there probably was, I don't know, um, 40 of these little boats that take six people at a time. And it's obviously to spread the money around and make all, and they've all got different motors. So there was every kind of 15 horsepower motor that you could think of, pretty much. But, but mostly Yamis and Suzuki's, and a few of those um, other ones. And a, and a few bits and pieces too, a few ones I don't really know very well. Anyway, yeah, I said to the guy uh, with our boat, we had a Yammy, I said, which are the best, which are the best boat motors? He said, oh, this one's good, that one's good. He said, that one? And he pointed to your one. And he said, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, he don't make no money. <laughs> he save a little bit of money when he buy it, but make no money. Yeah, yeah. Hey? He save a little bit of money when he buy it. He, but... well, he money when he buy it, but he make no money when he got it. Got it. That's it, yes. <laughs> anyway, fishing report. Uh, now, yesterday at sea, there was a lot of spotty mackerel caught. They've come back on the bite. Oh, they, they started biting on Tuesday. There was a, some Spaniards and Wahoo caught on, on Tuesday, but they, they progressively, as the seas got better and better and calmer and calmer, uh, they, they, they were biting yesterday. There was a lot, of, a lot of boats with twos and threes and fours at the boat ramp. Now, we had Richie Bano water temperature yesterday, which is getting down to the, where they, uh, which, which was 22.2. <laughs> and uh, for those who don't know cricket, that's, yeah, <laughs> I suppose everybody in Australia knows that one. Yes. But yeah, when the water temperature goes below 21, you will not catch mackerel. They may still be there, but they will not bite. So just keep your eye on, the, on your sounder as, uh, or on your temp gauge as, as this water temperature goes down. It's, if it gets under 21, you won't get any mackerel. So just a little, just a, just a little rule of thumb that one, and uh, so there was plenty of spotties, a few Spaniards and a couple of wahoo caught yesterday. A lot listening to people at the tackle shop. There was a lot of bottom fish caught, the same as we got. There was quite a good bite yesterday for snapper, pearlies and tuskies, uh, and flathead. So uh, the bottom fishing good, game fishing or sport fishing quite reasonable. So offshore's looking pretty good. There was a few kingies caught that were legal too. We got, as I said, we got one quite nice fish. On the uh, and the Samson fish on the uh, uh, on the Friday, so there, there's a, there's a bit around. Just just have a good look, take your time. Look, we we'll use your sounder. We just we, you know we we where all the snapper came from. Just an eye of interest. Those little things you learn. I, I had a spot from my old charter boat days. It's a, it's surrounded by sand or mud, and it's it's a chunk of rock about as big as two motor car. Two you know if you park two cars side by side, that's it. But the fish that that thing holds is just unbelievable because you've got sort of half a mile all round with just sand. It's the only feature in quite a lot of sand. It's in 34 metres, but I, I used to, as I said, it was one of my little fail-safe ones when I had the charter boat, and it certainly was terrific the last two days. But that's probably about it. If I tried to go and do it a third day, I'd almost guarantee I'll get one or two fish and that'll be it because we'll, we'll have given it a good touch-up. So anyway, that one's interesting. On the beaches, the, the mullet are moving, so there's a few tailor, few brim, a fair few brim, some quite nice fish. Um, 
who was saying you got uh, 1.65? 1.695 Brim Comp yesterday on the Hawksbury. Well, that's to say, Julie's best of the best one we between us. Well, she's got the biggest one by a fair stretch. Mine's about 1.2 or 3. Julie got one 1.7 one day on the beach there. Yeah. Boy, did it fight. Yeah, good fish. Oh, and they and when they come up that beach and they're that big, you, I can tell. I've got some good photos of it. It was a big, fat fish. And, uh, yeah, and it, it sort of towed around in the surf a bit. I thought, I didn't know whether it was a school mullet or a big tail or, or... And anyway, it was a brim. So, uh, uh, so there is good brim on the, on the beach. The beach doesn't have a lot of shape, the, the main beach here, Smoky Beach. It's, uh, anyway, you're just going to have to make the best of it. It's not as, it's not as easy to find the fish as, as it should be, but there are fish along there. Uh, although my next door neighbour who fishes all the time reported his day, his catch on Wednesday was one tar wine. <laughs> <laughs> so he wasn't happy. <laughs> no. Uh, so the beach is okay. Rock the rocks have been good because it's been calm. Plenty of bonito, Mac Tuna, Taylor on the lures, and some very nice drummer. As I reported last week, the winner fish are turning up. Some very nice drummer, some nice uh, ludric in the cow hole, which is a good safe spot to fish. And, and in behind, uh, there was a couple of drummer and groper and, and Ludric caught behind the mermaids uh, at the mermaid pool. So you've got a rock in front of you there. Again, the same story, pretty safe spot in all but the worst conditions. So that's all happening okay. And the river, as you heard, one day red hot, <laughs> one day miserable. But there were some nice school mulloway up to six kilo caught on the wall, on the south wall, on the uh, with this full moon. Uh, and quite a few of them. Not, not. Uh, there's, a, a, to my knowledge, at least a dozen that I know about. So there's been a fair few caught. Uh, and in the river, yeah, some uh, some nice flatties still, few whiting, and along the rock walls. If you're prepared to, you know, fish the top of the tide, and burly, there's some really good brim just for that little window where there's the, the water doesn't run too much. So uh, there's some really super brim along there, around the sort of 800 grams to a kilo and better. So yeah, no, the fishing's good and. Um, I'll get to I'll get to Mel Pavey out at some stage, but it won't be this week. I think it'll maybe <laughs> Thursday or Friday. All right, I'll give her okay. a ring later. No worries. Thanks, Laurie. Have Here's a great going. week. Okay. So right. Laurie McAnally from Southwest Rocks. I wanna find out how the cow hole got its name one day. That'd be an interesting one for that. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe we're better off not. Not yet. <laughs> Catch up with PJ in a moment? Okay. When our son was in hospital on his 10th birthday and you gave him a call to wish him happy birthday, he's just turned 65. Oh, God. So you and I and my wife have been together for a very long time. I mean, honestly, John, you are one of the most non-biased presenters on Australian radio. You always show both sides of the story and that's why I listen to you. Just want to say thanks for having a space that we can just share our opinions, man. I really appreciate that. Being a, a young fellow myself, I just feel like that voice is going, you know? Just people speaking their minds, man. I just want to say thank you for having a space to do it. Well, that's all right. It's here for you every day, so you don't have to go far, Sam. You can express your point of view here every day of the week if you want to. The John Lewis Show, weekdays from 9am on 2SM. Are you building a new home? Well, there's a more affordable way with a PAL Kit Home, Australia's most experienced and trusted kit home supplier for more than 50 years. You can become an owner-builder and manage the building of your own home. PAL guarantee that you can do it even without prior building experience. Find out how you can build 
your very own home. Go to PAL, that's P-A-A-L, kithomes.com.au or you can phone them on 1-800-024-912. It's Ash Barty here. Australian Made Week kicks off on the 15th of May and it's time to champion and celebrate our local makers and growers. Buying authentic Aussie products with the Australian Made logo helps boost our economy, supports local businesses and creates jobs right across the country. So, whether you're doing your weekly shop or buying a gift for someone special, let's back Team Australian Made and look for products carrying the trusted green and gold kangaroo. Because Australian Made makes Australia. For over 40 years, Kubota have worked the Australian landscape and faced its challenges. From first light to sunset, our agriculture and construction range works with power and versatility that you can rely on. From our mid-size to professional tractors, dependable mowers, zero tail swing or conventional excavators and more. Kubota is building and shaping the future. Visit kubota.com.au or head to your nearest dealer to learn more. With Angel Flight, hundreds of needy, seriously ill Australians don't have to spend painful days on the road. Angel Flight pilots fly them there, free of charge, turning miles into minutes. So please, support the work of Angel Flight or get involved as a volunteer pilot or driver and help bring blessed relief to people who so desperately need some. 2SM, Sydney's Talking. 2SM, 1269. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. And welcome back to High Tide. Time now to catch up with Peter Johnson. How are you this fine morning, young man? Pretty good, pretty good. I, uh, I... Had a, uh, a bit of a throw off the beach last night for a few, being the, um, Saturday being the full moon. So uh, me and my friend went down and uh, he got one and I didn't. So there you go. There's still a few due off the beach. So, did, you, uh, did you hear that, Blakey? Yes, PJ I did. didn't catch a fish. Uh, the, no, the, it happens. Ridley's, it believe it or not, are on the phone right now. <laughs> uh, that's why it's called fishing, not catching. That's yeah. right. Yeah, no, well, yeah, I, I went down with Bevan Cross, and uh, Bevan, uh, Be- Bevan's sort of new to fishing, um, new to new to new to fishing for Mullow after beach, and I took him down there the other week, if you recall, and uh, he managed to get his first dew, so that was good, and um, we went down there, and now he's got his second. Yeah, good so to see. The, the, the master has trained the people well. Yeah. Now, Pete, question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, rod maintenance. And real maintenance. Now you're ambassador for Alvi. With the reels and the rods, what's the best way to check them? And then, once you check them, and let me I two parts of the question. I'm, I'm learning like a real, real person interviewing someone. Um, that the second part is, if you find a problem, are you better off to try and repair the rods yourself, or buy the equipment, yeah, you know, and do it yourself, or get someone to do it for you? Well, let's 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 take part one. Okay. Let's check the rod runs. Uh, so what you want to do, the first thing you do is you check all the bindings to make sure they're not lifting or there's no no cracks in the, in the, in the varnish because if cracks there, then it can let water in and then, you know, sunlight can get in and, you know, start to rot it. But what I do is to check my runners and what I do is, especially with braid, is I use a bit of Mr Sheen on a chucks cloth 
Okay, and the Mr. Sheen cleans any of the – you know when you wind braid on, you get a bit of residue on your fingers and that? Yeah. That's new. That builds up on your rod tip and then it hardens up. But you also get salt crystallising coming off your line. So a bit of Mr. Sheen on it and you run it back and forth through your guides. And and if there's a crack in the inner ring where your line comes over, you'll see the little bits of chucks get caught in there. Okay. And And, and then – if you've got a magnifying glass or use the phone function on your mobile phone and enlarge it, and if the, you, you'll see if there's any cracks or pitting. And that's time to get your runners off, right? Um, so I'll come back to replacing the runner when I finish talking about the rest of the rod. Now, the other, other thing you want to check is your grips. So what you want to do is grab your foregrip and your back grip and twist one hand against the other. And if you can get any movement on the blank, you need to re-grip the rod or if you can get um, some epoxy glue and inject it in there to bond to stop it moving around because uh, I've had people see their rods twisting in their hands, you know. Yeah. And also you want to be able to grab hold of the reel set and see if it's loose at all. And butt caps are another thing that come unstuck. But now that, now that you've um, worked out that you've got a runner that needs replacing, Good thing is to get a, um, a gem knife or a Stanley knife and cut the bindings on the rod guide. Not the rod itself, but cut the foot through the bindings onto the foot. Now, do you, you cut through the top of those so you don't mark the glass or on the side of them? Like you're not going to do it on the back part of the rod. No, so what you do is you do it where the rod, the foot of the guide is. Yeah, on top of the guide. Yeah. On top of the guide foot, so that way you peel it off and you don't damage the blank. Mm-hmm. Now, what you also want to have a look at is if you've got underbindings, you want to cut that off carefully because sometimes, and I've found mainly with the single foot guides on delicate blanks, is that under a lot of pressure, and this I believe, and I may be wrong, but my line of thinking is we're now using braided lines. So we're using 30-pound braid, which has a diameter of 8-pound nylon. The blanks and all that will take it, but we're using fine single-foot guides to do this. We're putting a lot of pressure on it. So therefore, I think sometimes the toe of the, the rod guide is going into the blank under very heavy pressure. That's what's cracking the blanks and breaking them. So if you've got... If you've got a damaged thing, take the underbinding off and just check your blank as well. And then once you've got your guide off, then you can go to the tackle shop and get a replacement guide. Just show them what they got and then I'll go, oh, that's a silicon carbide or a titanium oxide guide or, or you know, one of the old B&HGs. Um, the tackle shop proprietor will be able to fix you up generally with the right um, bindings if you're capable of doing it. Now, if you're capable of doing it, you're going to save yourself a fair bit of money because I think most guys are going to charge you somewhere around uh, $5 to $10 to do a rod tip. And depending on underbinding and overbinding, it's going to be around about $30 to do per guide. Yeah. Um, you've got to be careful because there's A, B and C thread, and C thread's generally finer and you use that on the smaller blanks. So 
you've got to wind it on under tension and you've got to use a small strip of of uh, masking tape to fix your guide onto the blank. And then it's it's kind of like a bobbin of a sewing machine. You've got your, your, your reel of uh, rod thread and it's under a spring tension and you wind it on very tight and you use the spring to tension the spool and that gives you the tension. And then you're rolling the rod on rollers and that way you can keep the thread just at a slight angle to where it's touching the blank so it just lays on like a winch on a winch drum, Mel, if you know what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, but you, you really need to have a rod roller as well, don't you, which yeah, they're well, not they, expensive they, to buy. Like you buy the roller kit and the electric motor that'll spin it for you. Well, you know me, I've had a habit of being a tight wad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I went to Bunnings and I bought a couple of um, caster wheels. And yeah. I screwed them onto a bit of plywood that was eight foot long. And then I found the perfect um, rotisserie, the one I used on my barbecue. <laughs> Same thing. Well, I, I hate to spoil your day, but if you go online, you can buy that kit for about $80. The barbecue rotisserie kit? Yeah, well, no, but for the rods, not actually the rotisserie kit, because you use your barbecue. But if you haven't got that, you can actually buy the rod roller kit for about 80 odd dollars. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. I didn't have eighty odd dollars at the time, and no. I just I just got what I did is I got myself an old um butt uh, butt cap, yep, and I made myself a spigot to go on that, and I screwed it into the spigot, and that fits into my um, barbecue rotisserie on me on me stand, and that um that rotates it when I'm doing the epoxy. That's right, which you yep. need to do because otherwise it'll just pool underneath, won't it? That's right, and. But the thing is, is you use a thread sealer first, and 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 that'll seal the thread, and also pumps it, a filler. It pumps out the thread and makes it look really good. And then you put the two-part epoxy on it, and there's no better um, rod epoxy than the Erskine's Jack Erskine yeah. two-part epoxy. And you let that roll around and let it do it overnight, and yeah. then you've got a, um, a a good guide. And if you get the mixture right. The first time you flex the rod, you won't hear the, the uh, epoxy going crack, 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 crack. <laughs> <laughs> I, for the people who haven't done it and are scared to do it, I'd suggest go to your local tackle shop and have a talk to them and see if they mind you watching while they do a repair for you first so you can learn how to do it. I think uh, there'd be a few people out there too, guys, that would be sitting there going, hey, listen, this sounds like a hell of a lot of work. Is it just not worth going out and buying a new rod? Depends well, on what the rod costs you. Funny you say that, Grant, because back in the days, like when I when I was building all my FSUs and my um, and my FTs and my MTs, it was cheaper then to go and buy the the gear and do it yourself because you, you're not charging yourself for labour. But but now when you look at the cost of rods, they've come down like uh, rods ready to go. It, 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 fairly cheap compared to what they used to be 25 years ago considering the quality that you're getting like these toro carbon blanks now they're still going to cost you 260 odd dollars and by the time you buy the components and everything to do it you're up there around about 400 and you can buy the, some of those good rods for 450 yeah i mean i'm like i'm comparing it to surfing and like we often get things in our surfboard it's very easy to do that but i actually find it therapeutic to repair them whether 
you know, like um, I had one that had the nose ripped off it. And to me, just sitting around repairing it was quite therapeutic. So I didn't see that as a big drama. Do you find the same with rods? Well, let me tell you a funny story. I had an old Morning Star twin fin knee board when I was younger. And I hit I hit some rocks there at Little Avalon. And I said, oh, that's all right. I can fix it. So I, I got the fiberglass out and mixed it up, put it up there. Not even caught fire. <laughs> <laughs> accelerator in there, PJ. Catalyst. <laughs> but um, I've, I've since learnt from that, and I built a few surfboards after that. And you know, like I've built up mesh dinghies and things like that. But um, some of the rods I made back, crikey, Al, thirty something years ago, I'm still using. I've rebound them. I've regripped them. And all that sort of stuff. But I would um, the quality the, of the rods thirty years ago is better than the quality of the rods today. Yeah. yeah. Oh, if you if you pay big money for for a good rod, you're going you're going to do all right. But there's there's so much choice of blanks now. Yeah. You know, before we had Snyder glass, Pacific composites, and um and Butterworth. Um, there was a few Fenwick blanks came out, and then um, in the eighties we had the Sabers. Come out, and then Kilwell came out from New Zealand with some some great blanks, and I found out they got some of the Pacific Composite um, mandrels, and that's that's where they rolled them up. But if you, it's the satisfaction of rolling your own rod and going using it, and that's yeah, yeah. efficient, like you get sort of attached to it. But I'd suggest, like, if you haven't got the time, or you're not sure, if you've got a damaged runner or a tip, go and see your local tackle shop. And uh, say, so do you mind if I watch you and give me some tips and what can I buy if I want to do it myself later Australian on? Australian Rod Builders Workshop's got some great um, YouTube videos. Yeah. And there's plenty of um, stuff out there on YouTube for watching it. Okay. But, um, yeah, and then the other thing that's really, really good is a can of inox and those little oil pens. They look like a, a, a pen, but they've got like a little hypodermic on the end. Right. And that's for, getting, that's for getting into the rollers of your bail arms and things up yeah. that on spinning wheels and into your level winds on your overheads and that. And then the inox, you can just spray all over the outside and that gives it a bit of a lanolin coating. Um, and, that, and that's pretty good to um, just keep your reels going for a season. And then uh, at the end of the season or prior to the next one, you, you take your, your side plates off, you take your drag washers out, and with the side plates... You um, get some brake cleaner, an aerosol can of brake cleaner, or if you're into hunting and you've got some action cleaner, it's the same stuff. You blast in there, get rid of all the built-up residue and grease. And then what you do is you uh, rebuild the um, with the real grease on your main pinion gears. With your drag washers, the steel plates, get them on something flat, such as a piece of glass, with some very fine, um, start off with some 400 or some 800 emery or wet and dry and then go up to 1,200 and just use that with a little bit of kerosene to do your steel drag washes and you'll soon know if you've got any warping because you'll see the high spots. And trust me, you can get warped drag washes. Yeah, now, you forgot the most, in th- most important thing. Take many photos while you're yeah, um, when, you, when, when you buy your fishing reels, 
Nowadays, instead of a separate sheet, they're printed on the lids of the boxes. If you're going to throw the boxes off, take the, 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 the flaps off the box. It's got the exploded diagram. Still take many photos. Yeah, that's <laughs> helpful. And lay them out in the sequence so they go back the same way. That's right, yeah. Gentlemen, we need to wrap it up. That's interesting. Thank you, PJ. Very informative. Okay, no worries. Okay, talk to you next Saturday. Happy Sunday. See you later. Okay, see you, Pete. There you go. That's how to fix your reels and keep your rods looking good for the rest of the series. We'll talk to PJ again next weekend. If you're an adult who has difficulties with reading, writing or spelling, the Reading Writing Hotline has some very good news. It can actually be easier to take the plunge and improve your reading and writing skills than to keep putting it off. Phone the Reading Writing Hotline and find out how. Their number is 1300655506. That's the Reading Writing Hotline, and they're there to help. 1300655506. Go on, take the plunge. A practical, inexpensive Mother's Day gift idea is Stiff, Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel. If you, your mum or someone else you know suffers from arthritis and other aches and pains, Stiff, Sore and Sorry is the gift that keeps on giving. Always read the label, use only as directed and if symptoms persist, see your healthcare professional. To find the location of your nearest Stiff, Sore and Sorry stockist, go to the website loveoilcollection.com.au. You know, a flat tyre is no problem at all when you carry the amazing Easy Jack in the boot of your car. With Easy Jack, you can raise and lower the height of your vehicle at the push of a button. Easy Jack comes with its own rattle gun, so you can loosen and tighten those hard-to-budge wheel nuts. Easy Jack simply plugs into your car's 12-volt power source. So go to Easy Jack, that's E-Z-I-J-A-K dot com dot A-U, or phone Rebecca on 0427 Seven. For a new website at a very affordable price, you should contact List Designs. Specialists in website development, List Designs can create a website for you that is functional, looks great, and at a fraction of what it would cost you elsewhere. And because they work from home, with List Designs, there are no expensive premises, so you don't pay for any fancy overheads. Go to List Designs, that's L-I-S-D-E-S-I-G-N-S dot com dot A-U, or phone 0404042492. Easy Mortgages offers flexible home loans to suit whatever stage you're at. Whether you're buying a home, investing, renovating or refinancing, they'll help you compare and save. Easy Mortgages lends quickly and easily, offering a large range of lenders with rates more competitive than the bank. Visit the website, key in your details and get an answer within 24 hours. Go to easymortgages.com.au or call 1300-003-003. Australian Credit Licence Number 535100. Recently retired and want to give back to the community? Looking to contribute to a worthwhile cause? Join View Clubs of Australia, a friendly women's network in your local community. View supports the Smith family to help Australian children in need break the cycle of poverty. Become a member today. Call 1800 805 366 or go to view.org.au. News, sport, talk. 2SM 
more of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. 11 minutes away from 6 at 6 o'clock. We'll update the Super Network, Super Radio Network news. We're very, very excited to talk to this next guest that we've got on. You haven't spoken to him before, have you? We've spoken no, to him many times. But I did read his book. Uh, it was The Vanishing Fleet of the Sydney Coastline way back when. And One of his books. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. So well put together. Max Gleeson, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. What do you want to talk to us about today? Oh, I just thought I was... I did a wander out to the um, southern headland of Botany Bay yesterday, um, out to the whaling station there. I saw a retired bloke, so I got a pass that gives me two, uh, two years into the National Park, so I spent a lot of my time out there now. Now I'm retired, so... But it's a magnificent view of Botany Bay there. What a what a great day it was yesterday. I've never seen so many fishing boats out there. <laughs> Bloody fantastic. But there was I watched a couple of tankers coming in, um, container vessels coming into Botany Bay because it's a working port now. But they're they're running they're running in marks for Botany Bay. The the uh, the those vessels run over a 140 year old shipwreck about four k's off the coast, and her name's the Waniora. She was a collier. Yes. Used to oper- operate out of um, the Illawarra coal fields and sometimes Newcastle coal fields. She'd been built in 1863 and she ran, she ran for almost 19 years successfully up and down the coast. But uh, on Saturday, October 28, 1882, she left the Bulleye Wharf bound for Sydney, way overloaded with a crew of 16 men. And uh, she got to the, uh, just off the southern headland there and, um, she, she 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 tipped over. She was so like I say, so excessively loaded, and there was only one guy who uh, managed to to uh, survive the whole thing. A fellow, a fellow by the name of Heinrich Friedrichsen, and uh, he actually fought off a couple of guys who were hanging on to him to, <laughs> just to get into a lifeboat. It was that serious out there, but he uh, he managed to get into the lifeboat, which which righted itself again, and he strapped a. a um, a plank over the side there as sort of an outrigger. And uh, and as luck would have it, um, he got washed into Botany Bay unbelievably and uh, ended up landing um, right next to where Captain Cook had alighted 100 years earlier than that. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, just about the, 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 no bodies were ever covered from the other guys. But, yeah, that wreck sits there. there. We, I found it back in 1987, uh, I found it. But uh we used to dive it quite regularly then. But since Botany Bay's come a... Um, a working a, port. It always always port. was a working port, but with the Brotherton Dock being built, it wasn't just Kernel and the uh, single point mooring and the bulk liquids terminal that works. It's now a lot of container ships. Yeah, so you, you, you had a fair bit of time to dive it before, but now they're just running in, running out, and it, it's right in that line. It's, it's just too dangerous to dive, and, yeah. uh, and I'm probably getting it's, it's down there. Uh, it's 64 metres or 210 okay. feet of water, so it's, it's, in a, it's in a fair depth type of thing. But uh, I've, got, I've filmed it in my documentary, and uh, I can look at the videos I like anyway. So, and I'm getting too bloody old to dive those things now. Anyway, so. <laughs> Actually, I was reading. I was reading one of your books during the week on the Beagle. Oh, the Beagle. Yes. Oh yeah, one of my favourite shipwrecks. Yeah, just unbelievable. Yeah, great, great diving. Crystal clear water down there. Cold. But uh, I've never seen visibility on a shipwreck in, in New South Wales waters like the Beagle. Just, um, yeah, absolutely unbelievable wreck to die. 
Yeah. It's, it's, it, for those people who haven't got them, they do make a good Mother's Day present. Even I think the women would enjoy reading what goes on, some of the things. Um, it's just it's so graphic and how you feel as though you're part of it. And Grant, you'll back that up. You've oh, read the book. I, I, and, and I'm not just saying this because Max is online now. Yeah. I, it, it, it's, it's Put it this way. It stayed in my memory all this time yes. since, since Karen gave me the book. And it was... Not just the, the, the photos of what they look like now and actually seeing what these wrecks look like on the bottom of the ocean as a non-diver, yeah. but the story and how they got there and, and everything associated with the sinking of the vessel. Yeah, but also you've got the, the uh, DVDs as well, so you, yeah. you can be yeah, a part of it. it. It goes into a lot more... Um, it, it, it shows you what happens to men in the sea when they get cold and, um, you know, experienced men and... Uh, it's some amazing stories of simply jumping overboard and completely losing their mind. It's uh, what the cold does, what does to people. And these, these guys that weren't weekend fishermen, they were professional seamen. It's just an amazing story. Yeah. But look, if you go to my website, just punch in Max Gleason's shipwrecks. Ignore the price on the website. I'm off from the three books to $75, which includes the postage. And have a look at my trailers there. I've actually got a New South Wales um, a two-and-a-half-hour special on the New South Wales wrecks, which contains... Um, um, the footage of those vessels, and that that's forty five dollars for a USB stick. And it runs for two and a half hours, so it takes you down to these wrecks to Bega, Waniora, and stuff like that. For for a, just plug it in the back of your TV, and it, like I say, it runs for two and a half hours, and it gives you a great insight to all these vessels. Yeah, look, and what amazed me too is the stories of some of these old ships. The amount of people who were very ghoulish and wanted to get out and see all the wrecks. You get thousands of people down oh, to the yeah. coastline when want to get wrecked. Oh, classic. Yeah, I mean, the Kawara off uh, Newcastle, uh, in, the whole, in 1866, the whole town come down to, to watch people climbing up the mast trying to, trying to and no one, no one would go out there and save them. And uh, they just, um, all by one guy, um, perished. Uh, perished. Right, right in front of yeah. everyone. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing stories to see. Okay, Max, thank you for that. So, maxgleason.com.au? Thank you. Or Max Gleason Shipwrecks, it should come up my... My site will come up. I oh, don't worry, Max. I've got it. No, I've got my credit card ready. I'll be contacting <laughs> you. I absolutely will. I, and I'll be grabbing my... Because Blakey did say before we came on air that, that you were doing the three for 75, which yeah. I think is an absolute yeah. bargain. Yeah. But I'll grab the USB stick as well. That, yeah. that two hours of that is yeah. perfect. Yeah. Good. Right, well, I don't right, think right. I'll play it on the sailboat, though. Might no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Max. Thanks, thanks for your time this morning. Bye. Bye. And, and legit, I, you, you know me, because we, we had this conversation yeah. off air. I'm not saying that simply because Max was online. Yeah. Um, I really, really enjoyed that read. It's, it's, it's written the way I'm very difficult to get books for because I only like a certain style okay. uh, of writing. And yeah. Bill Bryson's brilliant at that. And Max did exactly the same. Well, it just encapsulated perfectly the situation and it educated me. Yeah, it makes you feel as though you're part of it, you're yeah. involved in it type of thing. And that's what when you're reading, you've got to have it in your mind, you can see what's going on and what's happening. And, and oh, when I you knew that. the format, you knew that you were going to see yeah. this this boat sitting on the bottom of the, or mm. whatever's left of it. Yeah. Uh, some of them, there really wasn't that much left of them, but still it was just Oh, just so free. It's, I suppose it's a bit like seeing, you know, the old uh, World War Two planes that are sitting on the bottom of... A truck Lagoon and yeah, places like, yeah, places like that, you yeah. know, um... Yeah, just I, I found it really, really entertaining. Good reads, good reads. And you can never have enough good reads when you're so on a boat. You can buy a nice Mother's Day present and get to read them yourself. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I like I've got them on board the boat. Absolutely. I do them on the boat, so there's no problems. But coming up after six, we're going to speak to Mike from the Complete Angle, find out what's happening out there.
I'm going to speak to Mel Baby. I've got a question for her without notice, and I'm not going to tell her what it is until I get, <laughs> she, until she get... knows something's coming, but she doesn't know what it is yet. <laughs> uh, we'll find out. It's a question most people would ask, but we'll see what it is. I'm going to speak to Bertie at 6.30, and we'll, yeah, we're going to talk to Matt later on, too. From Duff to Sale, Matt's back He's... to work today, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Tony worked for him yesterday. Well, Tony did say that he took a few days off, so, you know, um, it, was a, it was a bit of catch-up for... Because Tony had a week off. Yeah, he had a week off. So now he's had a week off and now he's got a day off. Darn good job, that. Time for the news at 6 o'clock. We'll be back with more on the other side of this.